Graham. New card. What do you think? Oh, very nice. Look at that. Picked them up from the printers yesterday. Good coloring. That's bone. And the lettering is something called Cillian Braille. It's very cool, Bateman, but that's nothing. Look at this. That is really nice. Eggshell with Romalian type. What do you think? Nice. Jesus. <laughs> that is really super. How a nitwit like you get so tasteful? I can't believe that Bryce prefers Van Patten's card to mine. But wait. You ain't seen nothing yet. Raised lettering. Pale Nimbus. White. Impressive. Very nice. Mm. Let's see Paul Allen's card. Look at that subtle off-white coloring. The tasteful thickness of it. Oh my god. It even has a watermark. I appreciate you pretending like you didn't know I was going to call. <laughs> no, I knew you were going to call. I just didn't know the number. I get lots of phone calls from Colorado. Well, why do you get a lot of phone calls from Colorado? <laughs> I don't get any phone calls from Colorado. You never yeah. get them. I, mean, I don't know. Like I know that, like, I'm, now I'm using quotation marks here with my hands. Urban people have, you know, the hose in different area codes. I think, I forget who said that, but... <laughs> You know, you know, I go, no, you know, you know, you know what I mean when I say urban, I go urban, wink, wink. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How's it going, brother? I'm good, man. Uh, you know, just uh, been listening to your podcast. Now, uh, tell me this. You're listening to my podcast. Do you think, oh my God, this is so much better than my podcast? <laughs> no. <laughs> No. Really? But, but I, huh? Are you listening uh, closely? <laughs> I, I mean, look, it's good. I mean, but I don't think it's better than um, my podcast. No. But I, I really don't have a podcast anymore, so I don't know. Well, how about this? How about your podcast was? How about that? Uh, well, it really wasn't mine. It was, uh, it was Greg's. Yeah. So for those who don't know, there used to be a, a podcast called District Cycling. 
And it was this happy little marriage between uh, Adam Austin, who's on the phone right now, and Greg Deal. And then they took me on, I started joining, and then they canceled it. They just said, you know what? Like, Mike ruined this. Our relationship's not the same. We invited... We decided to have an open podcast relationship, and now we've all lost interest in each other. <laughs> well, Mike, you kind of, I mean, I don't know if you remember how you even got on the show. You, you just, I, I don't even remember how you got on the show. I think there was just like one show you just called us. And just started I think uh, Greg and I started uh, like talking over Twitter, and then I was always kind of a podcast nerd anyway, so I... I just kind of invited myself in, I think was what happened. It was like when you feed a dog and then the dog just starts following you and you're just like, well, it's too late now. I might as well bring him in. Right, right. Yeah, but I will say um, things that I've learned since listening to your podcast um, is one, I do have an eating disorder that I have been uh, neglecting for years, so... Yeah, I was going to say, it doesn't look like you have any of this. Well, no, it doesn't. But see, that's the thing. Like, I've been tricking myself into thinking that I didn't. But, in fact, I think I have a problem still. So. You know what annoys me is when I get, like, pod, when I get comments who where, like, they're meant to be helpful, but then the people are just dicks. So they'll be like, oh, great, another time Creed's talking about this. And... Oh. You're just like, well, they're all separate conversations with separate people. I'm sorry if I can't... Like, can you imagine if I was having a... Po- like, I was talking to somebody who didn't listen or give a fuck about another podcast, and then they would start to talk about something, and I just said, oh, we, we can't talk about that, we can't talk about that. No, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. Move on, move on, move on. <laughs> uh, no, Phil Gaiman's already talked about this. You're treading on fucking broken glass right now, dude. Get the fuck out of here. But you gotta treat all that as like, like anyone that takes the time to comment on a podcast is, is, is you know, as narrow as the scope of, you know, like we're just talking about the cyclists and. Did stuff. you just like, say I, I have like a narrow scope? It is. For, I mean, it's it's. Well, Dude, it's, it's, we talk about we talk about Syria. We talk about Obamacare. We right. we talk about the right. Knicks. Dude, yeah. But anybody that comments, you almost have to consider it a compliment because they're taking the time to listen and to formulate an opinion. And to me, like, that's a win. Thanks. I don't know. You know, you're one of those people who are just so needy that you just want any kind of attention. And that does yeah. not play in my house. All right? It's true. I am whoring myself out to other podcasts. So I have appeared on a few others since disbanding the... Uh, have you? Like, Tell me about these. Yeah, so uh, the Pelotonitis uh, podcast, I've been calling in and... What is the Pelotonitis one? I don't know this one. Explain. It's uh, some, this, uh, it's uh, run by this girl. She talks about cycling. Kind of, you know, a little bit more serious than the District Cycling podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's had me talking about cyclocross because um, I guess there aren't many podcasters out there that I guess talk about cyclocross. And, I mean, I, just, uh, I look, I only talk about what people care about. So if nobody gives a fuck about cross, then, you know, I'm sorry, right. cross. 
Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, that, that's just kind of how I'm filling my days now. It's finding podcasts to kind of jump in on because it's too lazy to do my own. But we didn't officially cancel the District Cycling Podcast. Yeah, but you know how it is. Once you stop, people walk away. It's hard, it's hard to bring them back. You can bring it back. I mean, or at least we can always talk about bringing it back. I mean, Guns N' Roses, look, they're still talking about Chinese democracy. Mm. You know? You can always just kind of keep people thinking that we're going to come back and then we never really come to fruition. So in this Guns N' Roses analogy, who's Axel, who's Slash, and then who's that bumblefoot guy? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I, I, I kind of feel like I'm a little... Uh, actually, I think you're, you're, you're like Axel. Like, I... I know that you have probably built up in your mind that like you're the thing that keeps the group together and you're the thing that people really want. But well, I think actually, I mean, Greg is actually Flash. Like he's got the real, you know, he's got the chops. Like you, you think know. so? Yeah, yeah. You're the, you're the showman. Axel was a showman, right? And you're um, Bumblefoot. And then I guess I'm the other guy. <laughs> Whatever. Buckethead, is that his name? I don't know. Fuck that guy. Nobody it's cares. Me. You could be sitting next to that guy in the airport. You would never know. But once they recorded November Rain, it wasn't going to get any better for them. Uh, here's a little bit of truth for you. Um, when I was maybe 14 or 13, somewhere in this age range... Uh, I was, you know, dating a girl, in quotation marks, whatever that means at that age. And um, she broke up with me and started, like, holding hands with another guy. And I remember it broke my heart. So what I did was, is I, I wrote down the lyrics of November Rain. I basically plagiarized them. I mean, I didn't, I did plagiarize them, no, basically about it. And then I, I gave it to her as a note. I basically gave her this man like, and I would repeat the chorus. Like I wouldn't even just like put the chorus, but I would, I mean, like literally verbatim, you know, because you, you know how they'd have the lyrics in the inside of the, yeah. the, 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 yeah. So I just wrote them down and passed it off as my own. I mean, I was twelve years old. You imagine handing this to a twelve year old girl. She was freaked out. Uh, it did not work. <laughs> so you are actual. Yeah. That's, uh... But every guy played the, the that that card, thrown down the copy lyrics. I can't I can't imagine that I'm the first guy to come up with such a move. But nah, mixtapes, all that stuff. Like that's like you know, early yeah. late eighties. Speaking of mixtapes, I'm I'm interrupting you. Speaking of mixtapes, how what do you think of uh, the the movie music intros? What do you think? Oh, you've been crushing it, man. I'm calling them prologues. Like, oh, the prologue. It's like the beginning. Didn't Bicycle Radio do that, though? Uh, yeah, they had that thing kind of going f- for a while. I feel like we we should we don't want to step on their 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 territory. Nah, but you've been doing. You, uh, I was kind of indifferent until you dropped in the uh, Saul Williams. I think. I oh, you like that one, huh? Yeah, that was good. Like I was like, oh, that that kind of told me that you were really putting a lot of effort into it, like like to pull that one out. Like, oh, that was good. And then 
he got like really like introspective. I think on the last one with the guy talking about the universe. Oh, that's Neil deGrasse Tyson, buddy. That was who? That was Neil deGrasse Tyson. Oh, okay. I was trying to find that. Yeah, that that was that was pretty deep. That shit had me thinking. Oh, Neil is great. Neil is he's like a former. Uh, college football player, like big meathead jock type. And if you like Google image him, there's all these pictures of him just like with his shirt off, like surrounded by white bitches, <laughs> just like, just totally yoked. And then he, but he had like this science mind and then he just went down this alley and now he's like, yeah, he's given speeches like that. And it's, it's fucking great, man. He's a rock star. He was given a he was given a lecture in town once and it uh, to get a ticket it was hundred and seventy dollars. <laughs> Fucking Seinfeld was ninety dollars and I laughed at Seinfeld and Neil deGrasse was like, dude Neil I love you man but hundred and seventy bucks ain't coming out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so man, those have been good. Some of your music choices though, I don't know. I mean, it's, some of them have been really good. Some of them have been I can tell that you're just trying to, I don't know. Like, I feel like some of it's forced. Like, some of the hip-hop you choose is, I feel like, a little forced. Did you listen to the Colby one today? I did, yeah. What do you think? No? Uh, I wasn't digging the music choice. I don't, yeah, I don't know. You like hip-hop, like, but how do you feel, like, when you hear hip-hop and they're just dropping the N-word all the time? Yeah, I was thinking about that because like there's been a couple times where I cut it in and it's like the fucking first word and you're like you're kind of right. you cringe a little bit but then yeah I don't want to you don't want to bleep it out I don't want to bleep it out and make it seem like um, I'm it doesn't fit with the rest of you. I mean you're pretty open and you know yeah it would it would seem like hypersensitive if I started just bleeping right. that out. Because you're probably the one black guy who listens, <laughs> so I would basically be ble- I'd basically be bleeping it out for you. <laughs> I could have an Adam only version. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But it does make me kind of cringe when I hear that. But otherwise, yeah, yeah it's hard when you really like the song. It's like you're like, well, that's an unfortunate part of the song, but it's got a really good beat and yeah, yeah. I don't know. Well, I tell you what, with the next Tuesday podcast, we'll do it with this Tuesday podcast. I do music breaks um, on the Tuesday one more than the Friday one. Right. So I will let you pick the playlist today. So people listening now, Adam Austin picked this playlist so you can direct all your hate to him. All right. How many songs do you need? Uh, give me like four or five. Four? Give me four right. or five. I'll give you like four or five good, good choices and good variety. And yeah, they can direct all their hate to me on Twitter. What is your Twitter name? No, it's Follow Adam. Great, buddy. Well, I'm going to call up Greg a little bit later today, and then I'm going to see how much trash I can get him to talk about you. <laughs> oh, that'll be awesome. I can't wait to hear about it. All right, buddy. I'll talk to you later. All right. Later. Cheers. Bye. <laughs> I 
going great like what, what are you thinking think you like what kind of monetary like uh supplement are you guys willing to you know put towards this oh is that funny was that is that fun <laughs> yeah um i guess uh it's not really um i don't really work with that stuff but i mean we definitely we want to talk about it for sure oh okay so like you don't work with it like you don't work with money or you or you don't uh, that I don't work with money, it's just that I'm, uh, I just, I don't, um, like to talk about it because it's not, it's not really my, mostly I do interviews, uh, so, yeah, it's, um, I mostly I do those interviews, you know, I've got a lot of big interviews, um, oh, yeah? Mike, Mike Sayers, uh, do you remember that interview that I did with him? Uh, I, I don't remember, can you, what was, what was it about? Uh, well, we talked a, a long time ago about the, uh, tour of California. Uh, you know, Neil, uh, been working under Neil Rogers for a while, and Neil's been real good to me, so, uh... Neil's my, great, I love Neil. My, my first, yeah, my first big one. I mean, obviously, you and I know each other from way back, um, but, you know, I've yeah. been Jeremy Powers, uh... Oh, Powers, how's Powers doing these uh, days? Yeah, really good, um, you know, Joni Tarnish, uh, yeah, a lot of big guys, really good guys, so, yeah, I'm not, I mean, I'm working, uh, for FHM a little bit now, too, guys. Really? Paris Hilton coming up. I'm pretty excited about. Uh, oh. So yeah, we'll see how that goes. Did you but, ask yeah, any I'm good questions? Much. Did you get her to open up a little bit? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely got her to uh, open up a little bit. <laughs> now, have, have you uh, have you gotten contact with Miley Cyrus's people? Uh, I mean, uh, I think the email that I sent didn't really go through because I sent it to Ratchet uh, <laughs> at MileyCyrus.com, but it didn't go through. So I. That was what I had heard of her email. So. You know, I never was sure if there's two T's or one T in Ratchet. 
take it out this weird thing about Brad Huff he's actually a Nazi sympathizer see this is the kind of stuff I'm talking about Mike I, I, I really gotta work with you uh, oh, to really kind of just I, mean, I don't wanna I, I wouldn't say I wanna manipulate or change what you do I just I think we just need to uh, maybe make it a little bit more PG you know um, sure, sure. For, for us and like I said, uh, you know, let's talk about the monetary stuff and all this, all this other stuff. All this hey, time. Hey, I have one concern now. Really drilled out here because I, I do think it's a good fit, and I think that we could really uh, take it to the next level here for you. I, I do have a concern now, is uh, that I know you guys also help host Jeremy Powers um, behind the barriers. You guys do a lot of work oh, yeah, with him. Yeah, yep, yep. And my concern, my concern is, is that. I can single-handedly ruin Jeremy Powers because I mean, like, between you and I, I think my product's way better. Uh, well, I mean, I think definitely to the certain beholders, yeah. I mean, <laughs> not many people that are listening to it think that, but I wouldn't say that they definitely are, um, because I mean, you're just kind of you're identifying more with that Howard Stern crowd right now. Mm. That's kind of what we want to get away from. I mean, we don't want, we really don't want that kind of visitor on our site. Um, so, so we really want to just, we want to see more, uh, like I said, just more family, a little bit more, you know. Like what's a, what's a family? Kind of TV show stuff, you know? Yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah. more like feel good at Thanksgiving dinner kind of thing. Oh, okay, I got it. So, like, uh -huh. like more like powers is what you're telling me. Uh, well, I mean, I, to be honest, uh, to, to, to give that guy a fair shake, he is uh, naked a lot on the show. <laughs> he is. He is. He's, he's an attractive guy. <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, man, I appreciate you calling in and uh, give me your 10 cents. I, I mean, I'll, I'll look forward. I'm going to send Neil an email and tell him that we talked. Yeah, definitely do that. And like I said, I mean, think about it, you know, because I, I really do think that it's the right fit for you. Um, and, you know, I, I definitely, like I said, I haven't listened to a lot of the show, uh, but, I mean, I got the general gist, and, uh, you know, I, I really do think that uh, it, it would be successful. Oh, I, successful. Oh, well, I appreciate it very much. Uh, all right. Hey, Mike, great to talk with you, man. I uh, wish you all the best with this, if, and if it doesn't work out, hey, take care. And uh, have a great holiday season, all right? Hey, you too. Tell Powers I said hello. Uh, well, I'm not going to talk to him, but I will definitely, <laughs> if I see him uh, at one of the races around the report, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely mention that I've talked with you. All right, thanks. Okay. Hello? Phil? Green. Has anybody ever given you the, the um, Groundhog's Day of that Phil? Phil? Strangely, no. No one's ever done that. That's a great character, though, isn't it? Yeah. 
Yeah, that movie, I feel like that movie was on every day for most of my youth on, like, TBS. And I kind of got super sick of it. Oh, that's a shame. It was a good movie that was overplayed. It was ruined. Right. I remember it might have been the one of the first movies I've seen, like, I went and saw by myself. It's probably... 11 or something and it was a weekend and I rode my bike to the theater and watched that one myself and I mean not a lot of the yeah not a lot of the humor is good for an 11 year old but I I remember thinking like I'm watching something good I just don't get it (laughs) I had that with Forrest Gump oh yeah I I, I must have been like 10 or 11 I was like I don't really know what's happening here but this is a sweet movie Mm -hmm. yeah Forrest Gump, last movie I saw in a drive-thru theater. Drive-thru? I've never seen a movie in a drive-thru theater. You're so old. I know, dude. Don't bring it up. Phil, you have a book coming out. Or it's out. That's true. Well, it's coming out. It's available for pre-order. We're not, like, going crazy on the promotion yet, so I'm going to hit you up again in a few months. Do it. It comes out in in May. Okay. I'm I'm done writing it, but they got to, like, it and get all kinds of permissions to get photos and stuff and i don't really know what takes so long but yeah I, I i heard a good rumor about one of the permission things we don't have to get into it but i heard a good rumor about that about hang on i want to hear the rumor because this is going to be funny all right but we're not going to do another podcast thing where you tell me to edit it out later are you no that's fine i'm, I'm, I'm okay i think i know what it is okay yeah okay well uh i heard that a former employer uh, was none too pleased you didn't ask for a, for a certain photo. Right. No, that's that's um, that's completely false. You're talking about Bissell, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I I don't know. I don't know where. Well, okay, I know exactly where that came from. It's I guess like someone got in trouble for using Bissell's logo like a previous rider a million years ago. I don't really know what that story is. Okay. Um, I I came out with the. When I, I did the cover photo like six months ago, and um, I remember thinking like, like they were trying to get me to use a Jelly Belly kit or like a different kit, and I was like, no, I want to use the Bissell kit. Why would Why would they want a Jelly Belly kit? Bit. Well, because that's like the the book more goes. It's more the past. Like the, ah, the book kind of ends halfway through the the Bissell year. Um, but I was like, you know, I want to use the team that was super nice to me and the sponsor that I like to have. You know. Yeah. Um, and, and I assumed that Bissell would be, because that's the point of sponsoring a team, is getting your logo out there, you know? Mm-hmm. Like that, that's kind of what they pay for. Um, and, and I didn't really think anything else of it. I guess at some point we would have had to ask for, for permission. But um, then Omer texted me, was like, hey, man, you should make sure you get permission from Bissell um, for that cover. And I was like, oh, that's, that's a good point. And uh, I sent a couple emails, and then... I went off to the Garmin camp, and then I went to a wedding, uh, Stefano Barbary's wedding in Brazil for a few days, and I came back, and, like, all these tech session people were like, hey, man, I hear Bissell suing you. And I'm like, this is the first I've heard. And and then I, so I, like, tried a little harder. I got some somebody at Bissell. And so I, I don't know where the rumor exactly came from that they were suing me. I just made some attempts to, like, get, you know, a, a signed letter of permission. Right. Um, but then... So I finally get with somebody at Bissell, and not only are they, like, super excited to have their logo on the cover, they they want me to sign, the, the guy who I talked to wanted me to sign the copy that he had already pre-ordered. 
so like that's how fucking rumors work, man. Is I was like, like I was about to shit myself a couple of yeah. and then he's like, no, of course we're not going to see you, man. That's why we sponsor teams. We love it. And I watched you at the tour of Colorado and like at Nationals, I was like crying when you didn't win. I was like, like oh, okay, that's kind of what it should have been. Okay, that's cool. Uh, so, yeah, I just got that must have been so much fun. That must have been so much fun being isolated in Brazil and then wondering if you're getting sued while you're sitting in a plane looking well, at no, text. I didn't, know. I didn't know until I got back and I turned my phone on. No, so that's what I, I mean. Like you flew, you fly back from Brazil, you turn your phone on in the airport, and oh, then you think you're getting sued. That would be great. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That'd be great if I get home and just like my house is repossessed. Like, <laughs> Quickest lawsuit ever. They they took away all my free vacuums. <laughs> Hey, I, when I was on Postal, I got a couple free vacuums, too. I'm not meaning to brag. No, I know. You were for Postal? Damn, dude. I know. I'm fucking old, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, think, I feel like half the pro Peloton has, has a Bissell somewhere. Street, street. They are a very good uh, company to support cycling the way they did. Mm-hmm. But from Bissell, now you got Garmin. You just got back from your first Garmin camp. It was not really a ride in camp. It was more of a bonding camp. Was it just with the new guys, or? It was uh, it was mostly new guys. They just showed up for a few days. Um, I guess, like, the guys who were nearby came. So, excuse me, Howard and Caleb showed up. Um, Tyler was there for, I think, he was there almost the whole time, actually. Um, but, yeah, it was, like, all the new guys and then a few veterans. Um, but yeah, dude, we didn't we didn't touch bikes. I was so I brought like all this kit. It was supposed to snow. Yeah. So I brought like all my kits and warmers and stuff. And then like, no, we I did a bike fit and I didn't see my bike again. Nice. It was like four days and there was no. But now you got the new you got the new rig. You posted a photo of it. Looks pretty sweet. I did. Yeah, I posted. I I need to learn how to take photos if I'm going to be on this Instagram thing. I don't know why they're, they're so bad. I don't think it's my camera. I think it's just me. It's good. It's hard to get a, a good like angle if you're gonna send a, a dick photo out. You gotta make sure to catch it in the right oh. angle. Yeah, it's like like uh like when you're taking a picture of a fish you caught. You gotta get real close. <laughs> and here's the thing: is you have to have a really small hand or a really big penis. You can't <laughs> if you have a big hand and a small penis. That's true. I gotta get like my girlfriend's hand. <laughs> And then, the right. person, then who am I going to send the photo to? Yeah, that's ruined. <laughs> and then, and how I that would be a good question she's asking you. Who are you sending <laughs> this photo? <laughs> like, I don't get any dick for you. Like, oh, oh, I was going to send the powers. Powers. That's... Uh, you know what's funny is I just got a phone call from somebody who sounded an awful like, an awful lot like powers. And, um... Got from his phone number, but claims it wasn't Powers. Some guy who works for Velen is very interested in buying the podcast, he says. Oh, that sounds cool. Yeah, no, it sounds great. Yeah, yeah, no, it sounds like Velen News is going to buy the podcast, according to this guy who called from Jeremy oh, Powers' yeah, number. Like they did behind the barriers. Yeah, yeah, j- just like behind the barriers. Uh, well, you know, I said you'll get more money. Oh, dude, I'm going to be making so much money. I'm going to make your book look like, like a piece of shit. Well, that won't take much. You know what? We didn't even mention the name of the book. Oh, it, it's called... Well, that's part of the, the reason we're not promoting it, is the, the name is still being discussed. But it's uh, right. The, the name right now, if you want to find it on, like... It's on barnesandnoble.com and Amazon. It's uh, Road Rash and Ramen Noodles, Pro Cycling on $10 a Day. 
What is the... So, it is just literally about how to make it when you're getting paid 10K a year. Yeah, it's kind of like... You know, sort of like my my experience of, of amateurs and, and pro cycling and sort of, I guess, the main thing was when I started riding and I looked up, like, you know, I was at local races in Georgia and I looked up at guys like, say, Darker Hollis and Fat Doolin, if you remember him, like, these guys were so badass, and I assumed I knew what it meant to be a pro cyclist. I figured, mm-hmm. like, they had nice things and they made money. And then, you know, and part of that was I, I continued towards that direction. I thought those guys were cool. I want to be like that. And then a few years later, I realized, like, oh, I'm the guy they look at at the races, and the little kids want to be me, but they don't know they don't know what the hell my life is. Yeah. So it's sort of like I want to tell what pro cycling is really like, at least at least from from my corner is it and is it like a like how, sorry go, go ahead, ahead. <laughs> is it a warning are you giving a warning or are you giving a how-to well, manual it's, it's both it's it's a warning it's it's how hard it is what it's really like and then why it was fucking worth it and why cycling is awesome and and sort of like what what i've learned that will make me a better human being um out of it so so basically like what it really is and, and why i wouldn't trade it for anything uh looking back but but things i would have liked to know going in would uh are you now now that you you got your pro tour ride uh arguably one of the best world tour teams uh out there uh how quickly before you forget all your d3 roots and you just start shitting on d3 guys I don't know. That would be interesting. I think, like, I'll still have my bros, man. Like, I still... I, I, don't, I don't think I'll lose that. Just speaking just speaking from existence, just speaking speaking from experience, it's it's not too... It's not too uh, long before you start going, like, yeah, I don't know what the fuck those guys are thinking. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember... I, I do that now to amateurs, so I, sure. guess, I guess I... I respect that. Like, like I like I remember beating the guy in in the early break at the NRC race, and I'm just like, you know, I'm I'm on Fiorita Fuda, and there's two health meds and two Toyota United sitting on and some Jelly Bellies, and I'm just like, why aren't these fucking assholes working? And I'm attacking them, right? And because like they all have TC guys and they have sprinters, like they have a re- like they don't act, they have no reason to work. And I'm just yelling and cussing and pissed off because this is my only shot at anything. Sure. And now I've been in the early break with those dudes and it's like, well, man, shut up. Just, like, stuff, stuff them in your mouth. Leave me alone. I'm going to tell you my favorite Phil Gaiman story. I'm telling my favorite Phil Gaiman story to Phil Gaiman. This is, okay. this is some meta shit. Um, I uh, was tour California um, maybe three or four years ago, I forget. And. Uh, the for those who don't know that the world tour guys when they come over to tour California the racing generally isn't that aggressive um, you know they they they're maybe they're jet lagged um, the courses aren't that exciting and they you know they're coming over to train and by and large uh, they don't want to chase uh, down early breaks for the first hour and a half of the race. So what they do is, is uh, maybe after 20, 30 minutes, a lot of the pro tour guys will go to the front and block the road. So then that's early break. And then they try to peer pressure you in by calling a piss break. 
And if you attack, then you're the asshole who, you know, attack, uh, attacked during a piss break. And it, it gets it gets extremely frustrating because, one, they think that they're stronger than the pack, which in general they are, but they, they wear it on their sleeve. And then, two, they tell the pack when to slow down. It's, it's a little... Yeah, well, it's, like, it's our job. If you're, if you're the guy on, on Kenda or Jelly Belly, our only job, because we can't talk head of stage, our only job is to get an early break. Sure. And they make it, like, such a pain-in-the-ass crapshoot that, like, yeah, you're trying to do your job, but I've got one, too. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I know I know what story you're telling. So, um, it's the final day, and, you know, like, I um, already got into it with a few Pro Tour guys. And it, so it's the very it's the very final day, and they call piss break and block the road, and uh, some of them start to piss. And Phil comes by the pack, not really attacking, just a just maybe five or six k an hour faster. And you hear the pack moan like oh like this. Phil uh, takes a hand out the bar, looks behind him, and gives him the like easy easy easy. Like, I'm just going up here to piss, like signage, <laughs> right? Like, you know, easy, easy, don't don't worry. This isn't what you think it is. <laughs> Pack stops moaning, go over the rise. And here's a clever thing Phil did. He never got out of the saddle. He just continued in the, in the saddle at the same RPM, but was shifting down the whole time and accelerating. And we came over the rise, and you were gone. And I was maybe second or third row, and I couldn't stop laughing. Like, I didn't know you really well by then. We we talked briefly at these points. But when you did that, I became, I I think I went up to one of your teammates, and I'm like, Phil Gaiman is now, like, he's okay with me. Like, because that was the most badass fuck you move. <laughs> it was like, it was the classiest way to tell somebody to go fuck themselves. Like, no, no, easy, it's fine. And then, and then they they chased me, and when I got caught, it was like all the HTC guys at the front. Yeah. And and every single one of them who came by me had something to fucking say. They all yeah, had sure. some little attitude like, "Oh shit, Pearl, for your breakaway." Yeah. And after after the stage, like I we got to RV and I got off my bike and I was like looking for theirs to go fight somebody. Yeah. I was so pissed off. Like Tracy had to stop me. I was like, "Where's the fucking HTC RV? I'm gonna I'm gonna tell TJ what I think." <laughs> Man, Pro Tour guys are so cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I I hope I don't turn into that guy. You will. Yeah. You will. We're the guys who like you walk down the hallway in the in the hotel, and it's just it's just you in this giant hallway that's like out of a Scooby Doo chase scene, and and they don't make eye contact. Yeah. Like, you know who you know that we're the same dude, kind of. You know, like just just give me like a smile, give me a little eye contact and a smile, a wave, something. A little, just that little like chin pop of the recognition that I see. Yeah, you. that's, that's am I, What is that? A half a calorie? Yeah, right, right, right. That's that's all I'm asking. Uh, you know what's funny is I just did a podcast a few weeks ago with Taylor Finney, and uh, I kind of started busting his balls about this incident that happened at Tour Utah between BMC and uh, Candelario. And Finney said that, um, you know, because I brought up this analogy with the Pro Tour guys versus regular, like, D3 guys and, you know, who's the cool kids or whatever. And Finney assured me that the... Uh, Pro Tour guys were the cool guys. 
He showed me that. He's like, you know, yeah, you know, and then like U.S. racers are like kind of geeks and dorks. <laughs> I was laughing. I was like, I couldn't disagree with you more. I really couldn't. No, man, Canada's pretty cool. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I do relevant to get into what happened, but basically, some guy bumped into some guy, and then both took it as a personal affront, and it went. It went from tour Utah all the way to tour Colorado. They were still fighting about it. I think I heard about this, kind of. Yeah, it was pretty brilliant. But, yeah. All right, buddy. Well, I'll let you get off the phone, but I feel like everybody should buy your book, buy a couple. Much obliged. Yeah, don't, don't like, buy it and share it with somebody. You no. Know, buy it and then tell them it's good, and then they'll buy it. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll hit you up again when, it's, um, when we're actually trying to promote it and we have the title right. Dude, you could call in whenever you want. You don't even need to be promoting anything. All right, sounds good, man. All right, cheers, brother. Thanks for calling. I had a power to right. Thanks for picking up. Yeah, powers. Maybe one day I'll give him a call. <laughs> All right, later. All right, cheers, brother. Well, I woke up wondering where I sat, just like I always do. Well, I ate up a head, laid out like a lazy bitch on a Sunday afternoon. Well, we're 30 miles from Cleveland, ain't stopping, ain't even passing through. Well, tonight we'll stop in Pittsburgh, but Philly's where we're going to. Well, I talked to my mom today She seems like she's doing fine Tell her I've been getting sick again We both pretend we don't know why She says one more drop of rain She swears we'll all be drowned a lot Then she asked me how my father's been We both pretend we don't know why I got a friend upstate He's got a place where I can get away from Leave Sure, sure Here's, here's the only problem that I have though Is I noticed that as soon as we became friends My career went on a severe trajectory downwards. Yeah. Which makes bad. me kind of think it's your fault. It might be. It might be. I, uh, But you know I've had nothing but love and accolades for you uh, and for your career. I think that you were one of the... Uh, one of the greats, and uh, you're lying. You're lying. Unsung. You're so, lying. No, I'm not you're lying. lying. I'm not lying. <laughs> <laughs> now look, I just got off the phone with uh, one of the, I guess you'd call him the second Mike of district cycling. Uh, that would be Adam. Yeah. Adam, I asked him, "Oh, we're like Guns and Roses." Adam said that. He, if if we were picking members of Guns N' Roses, he is Axl Rose, and I'm Slash, and then you're just you know the drummer. 
Can you believe that? <laughs> no. Oh, you don't believe that? All right, good. Cause he didn't but we, that, but. Me and him discussed the whole podcast thing, like, back in the day when we first met, and, and then we just kind of played around with it for a bit. Uh, I started the podcast. I started doing it solo, and then I brought him in. And so uh, I, as much as I don't like to liken myself onto um, Axl Rose, uh, I suppose that could be where I'm at. Yeah. Although you're the most temperamental of the group, so I don't yeah, know. no, I completely lied. He called me Axel Rose. <laughs> <laughs> I was just hoping you'd flip out a little bit more, and then we could have a little radio war between you two. <laughs> so, since the uh, podcast, uh, you haven't you guys haven't been doing the district cycling for a bit because you've been pretty busy doing your art thing. Tell me about it. Um. Just you know, uh, district cycling was nice. Uh, I think it had a moment where it was gonna, it looked like it could have helped pay some bills and things, but that's kind of what it came down to. And using my uh, my own talents and abilities um, beyond the gift of gab uh, was essentially what I had to do, and to kind of concentrate more on that. And Adam's got a day job, so you know he can. He what can a loser! So yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so. So yeah, that's it. Just been uh, you know doing the art thing and getting some some decent uh, some decent press doing that. So yeah, no, I follow your uh, Instagram. What's your Instagram name so everybody can give you a follow? Uh, it is the Lame Sauce. The Lame um, Sauce. There's yeah. a lot of you've been doing a lot of uh, I don't know if I'd call it protesting, but more demonstrating about different American Indian things, huh? Well, a lot of my artwork kind of falls in line with this, I guess, sort of activist edge. Mostly I'm just talking about the social aspects of being indigenous in the 21st century, and that ultimately ends up equating to other other parts or other things that can coincide with rallies or protests. So um, I've done some of that. I, I've kind of been built as artist activist, but I'm, I'm, I'm an artist. I mean, that's, that's what I do. So. Sure, sure. Well, shit, man. Tell me how much, what's more fulfilling? Your art, you know, with that, you know, you uh, project a lot of your culture and, you know, things that you're feeling about your culture, or talking to me on your podcast. Which one was better? <laughs> you can't put riding a bike in there somewhere. Um, mm -hmm. Dude, I miss talking to you a lot. Good answer. Good answer. That was way better. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> we. We've got, like, because what people don't realize is with the podcast that we had, which which really was getting popular because of the um, because of the exchange that we all would have. And uh, But the uh, we have actually have hours that were never put out publicly where we would just talk offline and just cut up and stuff. So, you know, I was like three bros just talking on the phone. It was all good. It was, especially my part. My part was really good. I always had it good. But... And if you think I'm saying bros because Adam is black, you would be right. <laughs> Here's this thing that I've noticed is uh, I've become really, like, it's just part of my nomenclature to say what's up, brother. Like, I, like but I, I, I almost say it like a WWF wrestler. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's always been something I've said and I was like, what's up, brother? Like this. But then I, was, I went to a restaurant the other day and uh, this black guy was serving me and I went to say... Thanks, brother. But then I didn't want him to think that I was using it because he was black. 
So I got like really weirded out and I didn't know what to say. I was like all of a sudden I was hamstrung. Like my vocabulary is so small. There's no other greeting. And then like I didn't want to be racist. So like you don't want to be that. Am I being racist by not saying it? You know what I mean? Like, am I censoring myself for him because I don't think he can handle it? Is that the racist thing? Or would not being culturally sensitive, like, okay, he might take this wrong, so just take another... Like, which is the least racist thing? (laughs) Well, I think it's about intent. I mean, if you're... As long as you're not calling him the N-word, I think you're probably good. But, you know, like... Oh, there's a lot of other words you could call him. (laughs) My grandpa told all of them. (laughs) People will say, like... Do I call you an Indian or a Native American? It's like, it doesn't really matter. It's about context. And, you know, if you get mad at me and you call me a dirty Indian, you know, that's just as offensive as calling me a dirty indigenous person of the North American continent. It doesn't matter. And see, I'm a couple generations removed. Like, so I don't even know any good, like, Indian slurs. <laughs> I'm sure you can find some. Of I mean, if I wanted to Google them, I'm sure. But, like, they would seem probably pretty almost well, antiquated you know, or outdated. We're all drunk and we have diabetes. Uh, no, I was talking about insults, not truths. <laughs> Comedy for miles. <laughs> oh, buddy. Well, I miss your guys' podcast, uh, but thank you for, you know, getting me started. Now I'm doing this little weird podcast of mine. <laughs> well, I am a, a big fan. My creed, I've always been a big fan, and I want nothing but your uh, un. Un, uh, unfettered success so you're a good Aww, man sweetie <laughs> alright buddy well I will talk to you later alright alright brother all right. onward and upward alright stay in touch Derek Troy what up home slice oh man you're on video nobody can see us right now, but I'm getting a quite rude symbol. Excuse me, sorry. Telly's on, the telly's on here. <clears throat> and Katie Perry's just turned up in How I Met Your Mother. Sure. At this I like that you guys, like, I'm always getting shit about, like, American culture or whatever, but then you guys just can't wait to lap some of the trash up. Sorry, I, I, I can't concentrate on what you're saying. Katie Perry is kind of, like, nearly falling out of her dress as always. What is, like, a universal Irish woman that we would all know, like, oh, she's a hot Irish one? What's what's that standard? Because you could name five hot American girls, but, I mean, I can't name any hot Irish girls. Um, I could, possibly, but you wouldn't know them. No, that's, I what should... I, that's what I mean. Is there one that I would know? There's this blonde at work. That, oh, no, not that hot Irish girl. But I'm... Um, Alright Derek, shut up, I'm getting another phone call you, you be quiet while I take this No problems Hello, this is Mike Hi, this is uh, Michelle Hey Michelle, how's it going? Going good Jeremy and Tim just told me to call, so I did <laughs> You don't even want to call? You just called because somebody else told you to? Oh yeah Better <laughs> than going back to work. <laughs> True. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, you got a question, or you just did you just get guilted into this? 
Well, no, I didn't get guilted into it. I'm actually sitting here by myself because I work from home. But I'm actually, like, um, half exhausted because I was at Jingle Cross this weekend. And um, so I'm half asleep. But, uh, yeah, if I were going to have a question, I was going to, I would say, um, I would ask. Mm. On that off-camber downhill section, I did a terrible job riding it. Oh, no. Why? Oh, yeah, not even funny, like bad. So I need some advice Okay. what I need to do to be able to ride that next time I'm faced with that situation. All right, this would be my advice to handle that off-camera situation. Uh, take your cross bike, uh, put uh-huh. maybe three or four photos of it, uh, all different dings and nicks, and then put it on eBay, mm-hmm. uh, and then join a rope team. And then you never have to deal with that off-camera section again. <laughs> hey, that sounds great. Right. I'm thinking that you're, you're probably going to tell me to um, drink more before I start. Uh, you know, I guess uh, there's like a little liquid bravery probably couldn't hurt, I suppose. I think that, it probably would have helped. I would have been a little more brave. Do you race road or are you just purely across the lady? Um... I get on the road and try to keep up with people in a race, but I wouldn't call it that I'm racing anyone else. Are you better at cross or road? I'm way better at cross. Okay. But I'm going to work on that this year. Yes. Yes, and you're going to be... Road will help me do off-camber. Uh, it'll make you, like, the, the fitter you are, then, you know, the stronger you are, you can handle such adversities in life. I think it was mental. I don't know, then have you maybe watched like um, Rudy? You could watch Rudy before you go there, watch Seabiscuit, like some really motivational stuff like that. You could be the Seabiscuit of Cross. Or Jeremy and Tim and you can make a video telling me to shut up and just do this stupid thing. You know what? It seems like you got it figured out. Can, can, Can I be mean to a woman for a little bit? Just shut up and quit being a wimp. Yeah, I know. I totally need to hear that. Ugh, you disgust me. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for calling in. Thanks for your advice. Yeah, hope it helps. So I'll, I'll let you know when my eBay uh, account opens up. Yeah, yeah, I'll bid it up for you. Just just tell me when. Sweet. All right, cheers. Bye. You see, Derek, that's how you do it. Oh, man, you just missed such an opportunity there to go. Have you heard of the rules? See rule number five. The funny thing is I got like three phone calls during that and I wanted to go to him, but I just didn't want to hang up on her. Uh, you know what my problem is, Derek? Too nice. Yeah, I think I should, ne- I, should I, I, I think I should answer the next question and freak someone out. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, here we go, another phone call. Here we go. Hey, this is Mike. Who's this? This is Molly from Chicago. Molly from Chicago. I now have gotten two women callers in a row. This is a one woman caller was like a groundbreaking. Two, I'm starting to feel like a feminist who's on the side of women and I'm promoting women's psych and pushing it forward. Awesome. I can't believe I got through. This is awesome. All right. Um, You can believe it because I don't get that many phone calls. (laughs) But I appreciate 
I appreciate where your head's at. You know what? I should have kept that fourth wall up and made you feel special. Aww. Uh, what can I do for you? You got, you got a question? Sure. Um, I could only think of one thing since, you know, you also have, like, a music show. What <laughs> kind of music do you like to listen to while you ride? Because I'm a trainer. I find if I don't listen to music, I can't stay motivated. And right. I keep listening to the same stuff over and over and over again. What's your so, go-to? I was afraid you were going to ask me that because now I have to think. Yeah, that's um, always weird, right? Yeah. Um, I like electronic. Um, my iPod died like two years ago, so oh. now I'm just listening to Pandora stations. Um, but otherwise, I like blues, uh, rock. Um, Do you listen to the one that I can't, I keep going back to, and I I think I'm abusing them quite heavily, is the uh, LCD sound system. Do you like them at all? I do, yeah. I think I've abused them a bit much. Um, I don't. I think as long as you build up a like a really big library and then you just hit shuffle, it's always seems like it's eventually going to come around. Okay. Uh, Pandora is good though, right? Because then you just that has like a similar genre and you don't know exactly what's going on. Exactly. I like stations that give you like, why is that playing right now? <laughs> so are. Are you a cross racer, road racer, mountain biker? What do you do? Um, well, I'm kind of a three across the board right now. Um, I started crit racing or track racing uh, originally and then got into crits and then cycle cross like 2009. So I haven't really raced too much in the last couple of years, so I'm kind of getting back into it. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, since my iPod died, I stopped training kind of. And I was like, well, um, yeah. So. But I would like to try mountain biking, but right now, um, kind of struggling to cross. But otherwise, probably hard to get a mountain bike uh, series going in the Chicago area, huh? Yeah, um, we have Palos. That's about it, and oh. even that's not really mountain bikey. So, but I'm open to it <laughs> for you know cross training, I guess. Yes, you know. Molly, you gotta get your iPod fixed. I like, I like. You've been talking, and this whole time I've been thinking about how bad that sucks that your your iPod died. Yeah, well, I crashed my computer, and uh, now I can't get it to go onto my new computer without like wiping everything off. I just need like a technique to help me out. So. Have you tried turning it on and off? Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I don't know about that. Well, I know my, uh, my battery's dead, too, so, and I went in there, it's old, like, I got it for my 21st birthday, it's not that old, but, uh, it's older, and the guy was like, we can't find this new system, we can't replace your battery for you, because it's not under warranty. Ugh. It's ridiculous. When it's I would, when I would travel, um, like, if I'm not talking to somebody, even around my house, I have my headphones in, and yeah. I get panicky at the thought of not having something playing in my ears so when i travel i actually have a backup ipod in case mine's break because i've been like some bullshit race in the middle of malaysia and then my ipod starts working and then i'm like i get fidgety and i'm like oh this is the worst thing ever uh, yeah well i have a backup little bitty one but i only have like two albums on it and then yeah, I just need to upload iTunes and get on that. So, yeah, I have a 30 gig, which I can't touch, and then, like, a 3 gig or something like that that has, like, three albums on it. Molly, I don't, I don't mean to overstep my bounds, but it sounds like your life is in fucking shambles. <laughs> no, everything's going to be okay.
Okay. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I appreciate your input and thank you for. Before you go, I got a second mic here. We've been eavesdropped on by a guy who does the race radio podcast with me. He really wants to jump in with a music recommendation. So Derek, take it away. Go for it. Excellent. Hey, how are you? Yeah, how are you? Not so bad. Come here to me. Have you got a Windows laptop or machine, or is it a Mac laptop? Um, I have a Windows laptop, the new Windows 8. Okay, you can get an app to pull off music off your off your iPod without blanking it. So what you need to do there is copy the music off onto your desktop, then copy it into iTunes, and then resync it. When you sync it to iTunes, it'll blank the it'll blank blank the the iPod, but you'll have your music there anyway. If you couldn't understand his accent, you just leave us your email and I'll have him type that out because I, I couldn't understand anything he just said. <laughs> well, it's kind of hard with the radio broadcasting anyway, so I'm getting a little reverb back from you as well. Okay. Uh, the other thing is, if you're listening to electronic music, Troy Underworld or anything by Swedish House Mafia. Swedish House Mafia? Yes. Okay. Alright, All right. I will probably have to listen back to this podcast anyway to pick up what I lost, but Swedish? Okay, got it. Alright, well, well, thanks for calling in, and I really hope you get your life back on track. <laughs> Thank you so much. Right. Have a good one. Thanks. Bye. Hey, Mike Reed, this is Eugene Morton from Marriott, Georgia. I just wanted to call and say I really enjoy the show, I and just kind of keep up with the work. I guess my only question I really had was, what does a writer resume look like? I mean, is it kind of what similar resumes that, uh, you know, a typical person would submit, you know, like bullet points and, you know, I accomplished, you know, King of a Mountain at Tour California. I was just curious. I know you had mentioned you get like 25 a day or something like that since you're a tour director. I mean, excuse me, a director now. So I was just curious as to what a writer resume looks like. Thank you very much and uh, keep up the great work. Thanks a lot, man. No, there's not a like a real set format, but I assume it's a lot like a real-world resume, one I've never seen, something I've never seen before. But, you know, just uh, how long you've been a pro, if you've been a pro, uh, just maybe the past three years of results, references to other coaches or people who know you, um, maybe a common friend, something like that. And Yeah, man, pretty simple. Just... Uh, Put everything out. I mean, too much information is better than too little information. Hey, Creed, this is um, Alex. I was just wondering, what do you what do you feel about the sport? That's my question. And yeah, I I hope this question gets into the podcast. I hope you're doing well. I hope the beet juice things going well and um the uh the bar thing too. Okay. Thank you, Mike. Bye. Okay, well I've never had a depressed vodka bottle call into the show before. So that was a first time. Uh what I like about the sport is that if you work harder uh, you do the right things, you instantly become better, and that improvement is noticeable to everybody around you, namely your boss. And yeah, I mean, we can get into, uh, you know, nefarious activities that riders do to, you know, maybe hold you back, but 
without getting too much into that, that's what I like. You know, in a normal office job um, that doesn't really exist, you can work really hard and it might not be noticed instantaneously, if at all. So, other than that, brother, I think you need to go outside, get a little sun, start moving around, and maybe go to a meeting or something. Uh, I'm worried about you, big guy. All right, talk to you there. Hey, Mike, this is Travis. Uh, I got a question. Uh, one, well, maybe three. You can answer whatever you want. Uh, one, you seem to have a pretty wide array of music that you like, or at least that you put on the podcast. What is the band that has the most unique kind of yet still well-made and energizing sound? You know, it can't be unique. Like, it's unique and it's also trash, but the most original and really really moves through your bones sound of a band that you like. Like, for me, I can't get Do I Manifesto. That band moves in me in ways that no other band can come close to sounding like or making that great of a quality. Second, you're on uh, Behind the Barriers, obviously. Pretty good amount. Um, never heard you really talk about it at all, any kind of cross races you did. Wondering, have you ever done cross? And uh, if you don't, what isn't it? that you don't do it for, you know, why don't you ever throw, throw some 32 knobbies under your drop bars, and uh, third, probably the, the the greatest question that I'm wondering that's really just weighing on me is I'm wondering what is the product that you use in your hair to make it look the way it does? Thanks, Mike. Okay. Um, first question about music. LCD sound system is a go-to for me. I don't think they have like this insanely unique style. Um, somebody who's probably more musically versed than me uh, would could probably draw up a few comparisons. But out of my library, they're pretty unique, and I could put them on as a fail-safe. Um, and they have different moods and different tempos, and I really enjoy their music a lot. Other than that, maybe lesser-known people, Sally Ford and the, and the Sound Outside are really fun, and uh, the Gold Magnolia. Uh, Cross Powers, he, um, you know, like, Powers had the guts to create his own content, and it wasn't exactly a cheap endeavor, and I really appreciated that. I, I like when guys go out of their way. You know, they always... You always hear writers complaining about what they do report on. Uh, like baby birds with, you know, their mouth open, just squawking. Powers just went and made his own content, and I really appreciated that. And he brought me on and to tell some jokes and and write a bit or two. And, you know, like I did a little bit with Colt McElwain in the, um, that race commentary thing. But, you know, being in front of the camera, being a straight man and... It's not really my style, and Colt's really good at it, so uh, I, don't, I don't see myself doing that so much more unless they really need help, uh, but maybe writing jokes for them or bits or whatever. I, I love it. As far as the product goes, brother, straight pomade. Go to the ethnic, ethnic hair aisle and get yourself some $2 pomade, and uh, just a little dab will do you, a little dab or damn. All right. Hey there. Neil Brown, how the hell are you? Good, how the heck are you? <clears throat> I'm great, Neil. Neil, you are now on Open Mic Tuesdays. Is this like, 
It's I've only done like two or three of these. It's like you're one of the first guests. How on a scale of 99 to 100, how excited are you? I'm at 110. <sighs> I, I take your I take your rank rankings. I throw it out the window and reach my own rankings. That's how excited I am. I'm going for other people's rankings, and it's I'm excited. Oh. I'm 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 perky with excitement over here. You know what? I appreciate your excitement. You're bringing a lot to the table right now. I try to. I try to. Every interview, I bring 110% of my goal. <laughs> now, you started Tour Chats long before, maybe years before I started the podcast. Do you feel like we're in direct competition to each other, or do you feel like there's enough room for both of us? You know, it's complimentary. Um, I, I, as, as if I had mentioned myself on my own little podcast, Tour Chats, um, I enjoy it. Is it a podcast strictly? I think you guys are cheating with the uh, with the video. Oh, uh, that's a good point. You ha you have Rory's good looks and your wit, and I mean I can't compete with that. That's true. You you are fighting. You you brought a knife to a to a, a gun battle, so to speak, when you got uh, Dan Rory and Neil Brown going toe to toe. I believe it was gun yeah, fight. <laughs> good looks and charm. I'm sorry, Michael. I didn't mean to talk over you. No, you know what? I stepped on you. I stepped on you. So you think there's plenty of room for all of us? Oh, there's plenty of room. I, I enjoy listening to podcasts. I honestly, I, like I said, I, I've on, on our tour chats, I've mentioned how much I enjoy your show. So there's room enough for everyone. All right. Well, I'll have to get around to saying how much I enjoy your show then. Please do. Because I do. I do. Um, I had this marvelous question, and I completely fucked up on it. Oh. It's not so much a question, much as a comment. Now, we all agree there's enough room for both of us, but here's the fucking problem, Neil. There's not any room for anybody else. If anybody else starts some shit, we have oh, yeah, to crush them. Oh, and, yeah. Dude, this is it. After you, door yeah. was slammed shut. Dude, that's you and I, we're U.S. Postal. We're U.S. Postal. Anybody else is T-Mobile. We're going to fucking hammer them. Oh yeah, it's it's on. I've got my, I'm I'm putting my domestiques at the front, mm -hmm. and that's it. it. We're railing it. There's no more room. So all you guys in your basement, looking at new cycling news and bell news, fuck yourselves. Yeah, that's it. Right now there's somebody going. Oh well, everybody else is doing it. Maybe you know me and my friends. We're pretty witty. We'll have. We'll, I have Garage Band. I'll put this. Don't even bug and starter. No, you don't. You know you don't have the skills people I, I, okay admittedly I'm a little weak but the back me up is Dan the Man Worry who is uh, other than his raper wit is, an, is almost like a Rain Man-esque like with his ability to enunciate things to pull up random facts and if you watch the show you'll see how amazing his hair is he does have amazing hair I had dinner with War the other night I got him to admit my hair was better but it was off my, it was off mic so I don't think it, I don't think it counted I would love to have been a fly on the wall at that restaurant. I'll say this for Dan. Dan has uh, he's really good writing, and uh, he's a very funny guy. Very good in 140 characters and whole pages. Mm -hmm. His so restaurant choice. His restaurant choice to be we'll, desired. Let's we'll, we'll circle back to, to, to. So, are you insinuating by that comment that I perhaps am not? Hmm. Yeah, you, you said that Dan's, you know, amazing, 140 characters. This keeps breaking, it just keeps breaking out every time. It just, it's so weird, it breaks out. Anyway, the restaurant that he picked. You're avoiding my question, Michael. You're avoiding my question. This, this interview is going 
badly so quickly. <laughs> You're avoiding my question. I think Dan uh, has, he is very, you know, there's no shame in coming second place to Dan on 140 character of Twitter. Damn it. I knew you were going to Second place is good. I said to myself, good. don't cry when Creed says that. Because I knew it was coming. I knew it. I knew, I knew you liked Dan better. No, you know what? I'm not. I told myself, I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Continue. The restaurant. Are you going to, are you? I'm all ears. <laughs> so anyway. When Dan and I went on a date without you <laughs> to a restaurant, he, uh, I, he's, I told him like, yeah, let, let's go. I'll, I'll buy dinner. Let's go somewhere cool. I don't know. We we have to work on his food choices. Yeah. Is, did he? Whenever I've eaten with him, he's got a real bad case of flatulence. Did it come up at all? Yeah, it did often. I think. Uh, People don't know because he takes medication for your podcast. Yeah. He is yeah. constantly farting. And I'm going to be honest, dude. I don't think they're all dry. Yeah, no, it, it, there's, some, there's some wet ones in that one. There's, some, there's definitely some sharking. I noticed, I think, like one of those Depends uh, panty liner things, like the right. adult diapers. You know, you can't, you can't have everything. I mean, with every yin, there's a yang. And for Dan, unfortunately, it's irritable bowel syndrome. <sighs> Poor so. guy. Yeah, yeah. We're actually going to get wristbands made later. I was going to. We we're going to announce that on the next tour chat with, with Ted King. Oh, Ted King, is that what's coming up? Uh, really by time, by time this drops. By time this drops, Ted King will already be up. So who's who's next? Ted King. Ted King is next. No, after next. Let's pretend that this is a week from two days ago. Let's pretend this is Tuesday. Okay. This is. Tuesday the 19th. Uh, we're talking. You know what we're doing right now? We're talking to the future. Uh, we're talking to Tuesday the 19th. Okay. All right. Who is okay. coming up on your guys' show, which is Sunday night, the 24th? You know what? That's a good question. That is technically the Thanksgiving weekend, mm. and uh, I like to take that off. Ooh, vacation. Yeah, a little vacation, a little bit of meal time. I like to, you know, put my feet up, like mm -hmm. maybe barbecue a little bit. Um, I live, for those who may not know, I live here in South Carolina, uh, Greenville to be exact. And here we like to deep fry our turkeys, and I like to do that throughout the whole, I take the whole four days off. Uh, I deep fry turkey every single day, and um, just kind of enjoy, enjoy the atmosphere that is Greenville, South Carolina. Love it. Love it. After that, I don't know who's my guest. We, we, you know, it could be you. It could be my neighbor. It, it, it could be. The what if I podcast while on your podcast? Would the world implode? Whoa, Whoa. that's like Inception, right? Going on right yeah, there. Yeah. We're gonna need a kicker. But then everyone, but everyone does see. Everyone does know what you look like. So that kind of takes away the the uh, mystery. Because you oh, you podcast, didn't hear. You didn't hear. I got I got hit in the face. You didn't, you didn't hear I got hit in the face with a 2x4. I look completely different. No. <laughs> I actually look better. It's Isn't that crazy? It's like, it's like a Wile E. Coyote kind of thing. Yeah, I would have never imagined. Yeah, now, a uh, little segment I'm trying to get going on the Tuesday podcast. Not a lot of people appreciate it, but I'm going to try anyway. It is Fuck, Mary Murder. Two sound effects. Actually, I like these. Right now, this right now, a really kick-ass sounders going. 
Pow, pow, fuck me, murder. Sirens. All right. Fuck Mary Murder. You have Pat McQuaid. Mm-hmm. Hein for Bruggen. Mm-hmm. And not Pat McQuaid. Wow. Fuck Mary Murder. Okay. Show your work. Alright. Um <laughs> I think I would have to kill uh, Heinrich Bruggen. Um, the name is just odd, and he's got a weird also first name I forget now on top of my head. That's kind of freaky. Hein. Um, I, 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 what is it? Hein. No, but he's got something else. He's got like his middle name like Buster or something. Really <laughs> Come on, really? Yeah, I, I, I you not. I get emails from the guy. Well, I've received emails from the guy. So, yeah, he's got a really weird middle name, so I'd have to kill him. Um, but I think it would be come over and be, wouldn't it be kind of cute to like have him around the house and be like, "Hey, bring that hiney over here," and then you'd high five and make out. Uh, you know, also I was going to get to the age factor. Oh, that's um, true. This kind of leads me up to the fucking the, uh, the not Pat McQuaid. Um, I got to figure youth in there. Yeah. Um, you know, I you know there's going to be some some. Um, uh, the flesh rather than something all wrinkly. You know, another thing with not Pat McQuaid is crazy pussy. Yeah. Oh, he, good point. He's definitely crazy pussy. Yeah, definitely crazy. So that's just gonna like every night. Just gonna be a hey, wild. do you do you guys bring up crazy pussy a lot in your in your podcast? Do I? Um, no. <laughs> no. Not the type of show, really. Yeah. Maybe, maybe after complaining, we'll think about that. Uh, then marry Pat McQuaid because I know that mother first got money. Okay. Know? Okay, I like it. Rolled away like a leprechaun on a pot of gold. And I, I want to be there married to that, that rainbow that's just landing on, you know, and I want to be rolling around in it and ordering expensive stuff from like eBay and, and going going to, to Five Guys Burgers and like getting cheese on my burgers because I got enough money to pay for it now. That's kind of like I'd be living. All right. I like, I like it. We have one similar. I chose... Fuck, not Pat McQuaid, because of the crazy pussy situation. I think he's certifiably insane, okay. and for anybody who's dated uh, a crazy guy or girl, there I'm sure there's crazy dick, right? Oh yeah, it's, but it's a given. It's a given. But the crazier you are, the usually usually the better you are in bed. This is a direct correlation. So. I'm going to have a one-night stand with not Pat McQuaid. Now, here's where we differ. I am going to marry Hein Verbruggen because he, I think he's loaded even more so than uh, Pat McQuaid. And, really? Yeah, and the ticker, I think. Not so good. I think it's not too long till he kicks off. I'm the Anna Nicole Smith of cycling. Ooh, good point. I did not think about that. I mean, Pat's not going to live that much longer than me, but yeah, he, he yeah. I could still live, live another 20 years. And then I kill Pat McQuaid on your guys' podcast, I'm a Hero. You see what I see? I, so I had a good lay, I'm rich, and I killed Pat McQuaid, I'm a Hero. Yeah, that'd be good for my ratings. I'd be all for it. Mm. There's no such thing as bad publicity. Let's pretend the Ted King interview already happened, because by the time people hear this, it did. Okay. 
Tell me what your favorite part of the Ted King podcast was. Wow, there were so many. Um, there was the part during the show when Ted spontaneously shaved his eyebrows off. I couldn't believe he did I that. I, I mean, that came out of nowhere. It was just kind of a casual statement. Like, hey, do you ever think about aerodynamics and maybe shaving your eyebrows off? And he said, well, let's try it right now and did it. That was you know what it was telling though is he said he got bit by a rabid dog earlier in the podcast I think it's setting in it might have it might have it might have affected his capacity to make make uh, good judgments mm-hmm. um, so that one took me by surprise any uh, other surprising bits well the other thing that surprised me was um, the saddle choice uh, the team rides the Zeke saddle I've <laughs> seen him ride a bull saddle out of the blue he says no I'm a snake what? Yeah. yeah. Dude, that hold on. Let me sink that. I got that sink Let in. that sink in. He's been riding a bull saddle, and he switches to a, a snake saddle <sighs> for, for 2014. What? Is nothing what? fucking sacred anymore? What? Dude, I hope that was the end of the podcast. I hope you just clicked off right yeah, there. Yeah, right then. I'm, I, was like, I had goosebumps, and I was, the hair on the back of my neck went up, and I was like, oh, this is, this is getting unnatural. And uh, we just had to call it a. Yeah, did you just throw your computer day. like across the room? And it, it, it was just, it was just not too. I just couldn't handle it at that point. It, we just too much, too much unnatural things that occurred during that segment. So, well, so those I, who thought it was I, an amazing show. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that nobody likes Ted King anymore with his just lies of deception. What kind of animal he is? Yeah. Yeah, me too. I'm glad we exposed that. I'm glad we exposed it. All right. Well, I appreciate you being on the Tuesday podcast, Neil, and one day when we are face-to-face, we'll get you on the Friday podcast, and we'll have a gay old time. Ooh, sounds lovely. All right, thanks, buddy. Thank you.